This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. NTL sports fans, welcome back to another edition of the NTL Now podcast this week. Shane Wilbur, glad to be here with you, and thanks again for tuning in and downloading no matter what platform it is you are using, whether it be Apple or Google Podcast, the ntlsports.com website, or of course, Spotify as well. Regardless, uh, definitely glad to have any and all of you along here this week for another great edition. Well, it's been an up and down weather week for the most part but hey you know during the spring sports season like I said last week something we are pretty much used to but uh, this week at least we did uh, manage to get in uh, a few baseball games a couple softball games even uh, some track and field action as well this week so definitely looking forward to going back and talking about that now of course as we look forward uh, towards the uh, you know spring sports season really getting underway and rolling uh, looking forward to kind Kind of getting some thoughts about that coming up a little bit later on in the podcast this week. Going to talk with Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. Been a little while since Chris and I have sat down, so him and I going to sit down, share some thoughts on the spring sports season, talk a little baseball, a little softball, even uh, some track and field as well. So definitely uh, happy to tie all that in too. Also on the track and field side this week, going to talk with Canton senior athlete Caden Williams. Caden, of course, a three-sport athlete for the Warriors, uh, completed a really good football and basketball season. Now he's looking forward to even more accolades on the track and field side this spring. Going to look forward to chatting with him coming up here a little bit later on as well. And our final guest this week will be the new head coach from the North Penn Liberty Lady Mounties softball team, Jason Choppel, the new man in charge of the Lady Mounties program. Looking forward to not only uh, talking some NTL softball with him, but also, you know, uh, talking about what it's like to be the new head coach in the area, but also, you know, what it's like to be uh, just a new head coach in general uh, of a softball program. So definitely looking forward to getting some insight from him coming up a little bit later on in the podcast this week. But we begin this week uh, still focused uh, a little bit towards the winter sports side of things. Now, not so much uh, that we're going to dive in depth or anything like that, but uh, definitely want to give a big tip of the cap and a big uh, congratulations going out to one of the Athens Lady Wrestlers this year. That's right, one of the Lady Wildcats this season, uh, Raven McCarthy Gardner. Uh, a great season uh, for the Lady Wildcats wrestling program as they spent their first year as a sanctioned program and for Raven uh, the senior season for her uh, just keeps going and just keeps getting better as Raven this week actually announcing her college commitment and for more details on that we have a soundbite here from Ryan Campbell from WENY as he did a feature this week on Raven so let's take a listen to that right here on the NTL Now podcast special day for Athens Raven McCarthy Gardner. After a stellar year on the wrestling mat, she is headed to compete at the collegiate level. McCarthy Gardner signed to East Stroudsburg this afternoon, and this is the first year that Athens girls wrestling had a sanctioned team. And Raven, who joined wrestling after moving away from swimming for a long time, was one of five student athletes that placed at states, taking fourth at this year's state tournament. She also had a third place finish in regionals. Now McCarthy Gardner joins an East Stroudsburg program that finished 9-2 overall this season, finishing fourth in the NCWWC regional and 13th in the NCWWC national championships. We caught up with Raven today as she discussed the transition to wrestling and getting the next opportunity at East Stroudsburg. Some of my friends are going to try out for wrestling, so I was like, it's senior year, like, why not? And I ended up joining a literal wonderful family of wrestlers. I guess people could refer to it as like a sanctuary. Like you go there, you have fun, but you're also learning and you're working hard and you're just putting all you have out onto the map. There were very few that had a girls team to begin with, but also that had a girls team and had my major. And East Stroudsburg happened to fit that box. So I went, I toured the campus, I talked to the coach and 
It was just an enjoyable experience. It's exciting, but also scary because you know that you need to push yourself just as much to keep up with everyone else on the team and how well they're doing and just hopefully try to do even better than they did the year before. And again, that audio soundbite courtesy of WENY's Ryan Campbell. Of course, you can check out all of his coverage on Twitter, Facebook, and more uh, on WENY. But again, a big thank you and uh, a big congratulations going out to Raven McCarthy Gardner now committing herself to the East Stroudsburg women's wrestling program uh, for her future endeavors as well. So congratulations to her on a great senior year and uh, happy to see her going and fulfilling uh, her athletic and academic uh, commitments to East Stroudsburg. All right. So, you know, uh, just quickly, uh, just touching on that uh, momentarily uh, again, uh, you know, want to give a quick shout to the uh, Athens wrestling program on the girls' side this year. Now, I know uh, as the season went on, uh, obviously, you know, uh, with everything kind of flying around, uh, not a lot of uh, attention was given there on the podcast. But, you know, it wasn't only uh, Raven, but also her teammates. And uh, such a great season uh, for that Lady Wildcats team. Of course, Lacey Hinman, who kind of did double duty uh, between the Athens girls' program and, of course, the uh, Troy wrestling program as well. Uh, really helped uh, fill in for that. Of course, Lacey had a great showing as well uh, out at the Girl State Championships too. So, I mean, overall, I think the uh, Athens Wildcats program definitely off to a great start uh, in girls wrestling. And, of course, you know, earlier uh, this year uh, we were talking uh, with uh, North Penn Liberty's coach as well. He's hoping they are on the horizon for potentially sanctioning a girls program too. And, uh, you know, the count just keeps climbing for us getting closer, I think, to, uh, you know, overall uh, a uh, big sanctioned uh, time here from the PIAA as more schools continue to sanction girls wrestling here in the state of Pennsylvania. So definitely looking forward to that here in future days, but uh, awesome to see how great of representation we've already had here uh, in the Northern Tier League so far uh, out of this uh, Athens program this season. And again, uh, congratulations uh, to Raven McCarthy Gardner uh, for her commitment to East Stroudsburg. And now that we've talked a little bit of wrestling here in the early part of the podcast, well, it is time to transition on to the spring sports of the Northern Tier League. So we will do that coming up here in just a short. But first, hey, we've got some sponsors to thank, so stick around. We're back with more coming up after these messages right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Welcome back to this week's edition of the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber here with you, and let's start talking some NTL spring sports. Of course, earlier this week, had the opportunity to get out and cover some NTL baseball on the True Oldies channel as Troy had the opportunity to host the Athens Wildcats uh, out in East Troy for baseball action this week, uh, a game that uh, both teams, I think, really needed to kind of get themselves back into some positive vibes, of course, both Troy and Athens not having a good start to the week that uh, both teams had wanted as both teams uh, were coming into this matchup uh, after suffering defeat earlier in the week. But, uh, you know, these two uh, came out firing in the early going as the Athens Wildcats would send the junior Gage Warner to the hill as uh, Warner would find himself with a 2-0 lead early as the Athens Wildcats, the visitors, would actually strike for two runs in the top 
top half of the first inning, but uh, for Troy, it would not take them very long to get back into this one as the bottom of the second inning would come around and a newcomer to the baseball team this year, uh, sophomore Clayton Smith. He would come up and lead off the inning with a leadoff triple to get himself into scoring position. Smith would eventually come in to score and would cut the deficit to two to one after two innings. However, the third inning is really where the fireworks would begin. Athens would add one more run in this one in the top half of the third, but it was the bottom half of the frame where things really got rolling for the Troy Trojans. Uh, for Troy, uh, that inning would actually start with the bottom of the order uh, coming up as Joseph Fry, the right fielder, he would lead things off. After that, Harwick, Camden Allen, and Corey Shooker would find themselves coming to the plate. And then the big blast of the inning was an inside-the-park home run by shortstop Justice Kimmich. So all five of those Trojans, the first five that would go to the plate that inning, would end up coming around to score in some form or fashion. Uh, I believe it was uh, Shooker and Allen. Uh, yes, both of those two who would come in off of uh, Kimmich's inside-the-park home run, but still a big... Uh, <laughs> battle there and a big bat for the Trojans uh, to get that uh, six run or excuse me five run bottom half of the third that would actually lead uh, to their six runs but after that the Troy bats uh, would pretty much go scoreless through the remainder of the game Athens however would find a way to put two more runs on the board as they would score two more in the top half of the fifth all five runs of this ball game would be charged to Troy's starting pitcher Corey Shooker but uh, after that Camden Allen for the Troy Trojans would come in and he would shut down the door on the Athens Wildcats to preserve a 6-5 win for the Trojans in this one. However, uh, one side note in this one, end of the game may be the play of the year and I hope somebody was able to get it kind of uh, on a cell phone or some kind of recording device because I got to tell you the end of this game was absolutely nuts it was a foul ball hit into uh, foul territory down the first base side and somehow some way Cameron Harwick for the Trojans came all the way from second base and basically pulled his own impression of Superman as he laid out out like he was flying through the air and grabs the foul ball to end the game so yes big tip of the cap and shout out to Cameron and of course uh, you know gave him a little shout out on Twitter as well for uh, potentially the web gem of the year because that was just a stellar way to end that ball game but uh, going back into the box score uh, for this one as I said uh, the Trojans getting all six of their runs through the first three innings, actually into the second and third. Uh, Athens kind of spreading out their scoring, but uh, both teams in this one really taking or really not taking advantage, I should say, of uh, a lot of opportunities they had. Uh, Troy and Athens, I believe, both at one time had the bases loaded, just could not find a way to get extra runs across. And, uh, you know, both teams actually suffered from errors, defensive miscues would really come back to hurt both of these teams. Uh, Troy, though, would get six runs on seven hits. Athens, five runs on five hits. However, both teams combining for six errors in this ballgame. So, I mean, overall, uh, not a badly played game, but I think uh, when both teams uh, get back and kind of reflect on this one a little bit, I think both teams are going to wish, uh, you know, they had taken advantage of some opportunities that they had in this one. But, hey, if you're the Trojans, all you wanted to do was come out with the win, and that's exactly exactly what you did. So going quickly to the box score of this one from this week, uh, Cameron Harwick, Camden Allen, Corey Shooker, Justice Kimmicks, and Clayton Smith, each scoring runs for the uh, Trojans. Joseph Fry also adding in a run to compile their six runs. At the plate uh, with the bats, Corey Shooker, two hits for Troy, and one hit apiece for Camden Allen, Justice Kimmicks, Clayton Smith, Shane Austin, and Joseph Fry. Over on the visitor side, 
for the Wildcats. Carter Rude, he would score a run. Uh, excuse me, Caleb Nichols a run for the Wildcats. Jaron Glisson, the center fielder, he would score two runs for Athens. Mason Lister scores the other one to compile their five. At the plate, Glisson would have two hits to lead Athens. Mason Lister, Lucas Kraft, and J.J. Babcock, each with a hit as well for Athens in this one. Going to the pitching totals, Corey Shooker picks up the win. He goes five innings, allows four hits, five run, two earned, five walks, three strikeouts. Camden Allen picks up the save. He goes two innings, one hit, uh, no runs, and strikes out three in relief. For the pitching-wise, for the Wildcats, Gage Warner goes the first two and a third innings. He allows five hits, six runs, five earned, walks three, strikes out three, and of course gives up that inside-the-park home run to Justice Kimmicks in this one. Cameron Sullivan would come in in relief. He would pitch the final three and two-thirds for the Wildcats. He would allow two hits, no runs, walked four, struck out six in relief for Athens in this one. But uh, again, your final score in baseball action uh, earlier this week, it was Troy six and Athens five in that recap. Of course, more sports action comes your way this week on the broadcast side as well. Uh, hoping for a Friday broadcast in Canton pending the weather cooperates as we will get our first look at NTL softball action as the Canton Lady Warriors will host the Northeast Bradford Panthers. That action comes your way Friday. That will be a 4.30 first pitch in Canton. And, of course, you can catch all that action on the True Oldies channel, 99.9 FM, AM 1310, and, of course, uh, streaming online at oldies99fm.com and on the TuneIn Radio app by searching WTZN. So there you go uh, for a quick recap of some broadcast action and uh, what's to come here this week as well uh, on the broadcast side as well. But let's take some time here and continue talking spring sports on the podcast this week as now it gives me great pleasure to welcome in my friend from the Northern Tier Sports Report. Let's talk to Mr. Chris Manning. Chris, always fun to catch up with you, my man. Always fun to be here, Shane. Chris, you know, uh, just a little bit ago here, I was uh, kind of breaking down some baseball action that uh, you and I both had the opportunity to witness the other night in Troy and Athens. And, you know, I look at this Trojan team out of the gate. I've seen them a couple of times already, and I still just can't put my finger on how to evaluate this team. I feel like, you know, they are a team that's going to stay uh, pretty much competitive through the year. I just don't know. Are they close to, like, the, the top tier of the league this year? Um, that's tough to say. We're only a couple games in. Um, I do know with this Troy team, they do have talent, obviously, as you've seen. They've shown that they've uh, played some gritty games. Uh, they pulled away from Northeast Bradford. They played Wellsboro tough for a little bit, and then uh, Wellsboro kind of pulled away from them. And then last night in Athens, they held on for that win. Uh, the one the one thing about this Troy team is um, last year, they only had one player with varsity experience, Evan Short, and then he graduated. So any returning players only have one year of um, varsity baseball experience under their belt. So they're doing this with uh, basically rookies and second-year players. So there are probably still going to be some growing pains, but I, it definitely shows that um, – the younger players who played last year are starting to grow and develop a little bit more. I'll tell you what, I do like the influence this year that uh, Camden Allen, the catcher, and uh, obviously, you know, as a relief pitcher, and Clayton Smith, you know, two of the new youngsters on this varsity squad are having already. It seems like these two kids are going to be ones that are going to make a great impact for Coach Allen and uh, that Trojan squad. Yeah, I mean, every year coaches say it, but it's true. Pitching is the most important thing. And I think we've seen it early this year. The teams that can get better pitching out are the ones that are hanging on to these wins. Um, so obviously, you know, you have a pitcher like Corey Shooker who goes five innings, gives you a lead, and then you bring Camden in, and, and I think he has four strikeouts and seven batters. So that that's one of those things that's very important is being able to pitch a full seven innings so you don't have that. You don't give up that five, six, seven inning that turns a six, three lead in, into a nine, six loss. 
Now, as we get uh, kind of this early season going here, uh, you know, I, I would think, and I don't know uh, if I'm being naive here, if I'm just kind of being that guy, uh, kind of like the fanboy type, but am I, you know, out of the element, am I kind of uh, off the rocker here in saying that, you know, this year's player of the year race looks to be kind of a two-horse race between Braden Horton of Sarah and Darren Callahan of Wellsboro. I just think those two are just head and shoulders above, you know, uh, the rest of the league. They are pretty good, especially on the batting side. Um, the one thing I'd like to throw in there would be uh, Blake Morningstar for why losing with his pitching. He's been an exceptional pitcher, and he has hit the ball fairly well this year. But I definitely think those three in the early on are, are probably the three big ones to watch. You know, otherwise, uh, on the uh, other side of baseball here uh, in this uh, early going, I mean, I think really this year, uh, baseball-wise, you know, I think it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, uh, an open-ended race uh, for the most part. I mean, I know Sarah's going to be very dominant. I think Wellsboro, obviously, is going to be up there as well. But I think the rest of the NTL could really be, uh, you know, an interesting shootout uh, all the way through, you know, and there could be some interesting battles uh, for some playoff positioning as this season goes on because I feel like you know every team's got a little bit of something I don't feel like every other team's got uh, you know a lot of everything else well I definitely think since baseball you have to be 500 to make districts they don't take the top eight there are going to be a lot of teams who are going to be close to that 500 bubble the last two three weeks that are really going to be pushing so I think it's going to be a little bit more exciting than it was last year where things kind of separated uh, by the midpoint of the season. There, I think there's definitely going to be a little bit more parity between the teams. Uh, small school, I, the way Sayre's been playing, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to kind of hang with them. And large school, obviously, of Wellsboro, the defending champions. And why Lucene's really put a stamp on things early this season. Um, you know, they beat Canton 10 nothing. Uh, they beat they just beat Tawanda, who also just beat Athens. Tawanda's another up-and-coming team like Troy that's got an infusion of young talent that's really starting to turn things around. So I definitely think um, you have to look towards Wellsboro with their ability to hit the ball, especially with a player like Darren Callahan, who, you know, can change the game in one swing of a bat. But I, I do think, you know, there's a lot of the younger teams are starting to blossom a little bit. And I, I do think large school will probably you'll have a few games instead of just one or two teams running away from it. All right, Chris, so let's transition now over to the softball diamond. Obviously, you know, uh, the, the young part of the season here, you know, only a couple of games out. I mean, what are some things, you know, that are kind of circling your mind as this season is going to get going? I mean, what are some uh, things you're looking forward to, maybe some players you're kind of watching as this uh, softball season gets underway? Well, the one thing I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping will get played, is the Northeast Canton game tomorrow. Um, you know, that's one of those games where, in terms of small school, you're going to see some of the better players. You know, Tylee Franklin's been, uh, she was one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in the league last year, and she looks like she's going to have the same um, type of impact this year. And no Northeast is a team, they return a lot, and they have a lot of younger players who are coming in and stepping in, so they're pretty good. Canton, they just lost a heartbreaker to CV. Uh, but before that, they've been playing pretty well. They went out and they beat Wellsboro. So I think they're going to be another team to watch, especially with Emmy Ward. She's one of the best defensive players in the league, if not the best defensive player in the league. And Canton can hit the ball up and down the lineup. So I think those two teams obviously have those two players on those two teams that uh, are going to be ones to watch. Um, as for going around the league, like I said, it's still pretty early. Uh, Troy, their younger players, they've hit the ball really well in their two games. Um, CVs, obviously they almost, they almost came back and beat Northeast in Northeast and then they held on to beat Canton. So CV is another one you can watch, uh, obviously. And then why losing, they had a rough first game against North Penn Liberty, but they came back and beat Tawanda. Tawanda has been in a few scrappy games themselves. And I think North Penn Liberty has kind of really shown that, you know, we're here, um, to win the league. They're the team that looks like at least in large school that everybody's going to be chasing, um, early on here. Well, I'll tell you what's going to be fun is uh, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, uh, you're going to hear uh, my interview uh, with Coach Choppel that I had the opportunity to do with uh, just a, a little while ago here as we are recording this uh, on Thursday night. And, you know, uh, kind of talking with him uh, about that North Penn Liberty team and just kind of overall uh, in the league, I feel like we're kind of in a little bit of a youth infusion here. I mean, North Penn Liberty is a very young team. Troy's a very young team. Northeast 
Southeast. Bradford obviously always has uh, a good group of uh, eighth graders that seem to come up and provide uh, you know some youth into that program. And then, of course, uh, Kalineski Valley's been an upstart. So, I mean, I think we are in the midst of a really good kind of influx of youth to really keep this uh, softball thing going here in the NTL for not only this season, but seasons to come. Yeah, I know. When I saw um, Northeast, their coach, Tilden Franklin, told me that uh, looking at the freshman Northeast is going to be good for years to come, which has basically been the case, but I don't think they're going to be letting up anytime soon. Uh, and then you look at some of the other teams, you know, um, Canton, they still have a lot of underclassmen. They've been around, but they still have a lot of underclassmen. Why Lucing has a lot of new faces this year. Tawanda has a lot of younger players who are stepping in to fill big roles. So it's definitely league-wide where you see a lot of underclassmen. And it's, just, it's kind of the same thing in baseball, too. You know, on Tawanda, baseball beat Athens in the walk-off. It was a freshman who got the winning hit, um, Riley Vanderpool. So I think uh, across both baseball and softball, you are starting to see, you know, the, the future is also now for a lot of those teams who are playing younger players. So, Chris, you know, earlier, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Tylee Franklin as one of the pitchers to watch this year uh, in the Northern Tier League. Obviously, Emmy Ward of Canton, uh, a player, you know, to watch on the defensive side. You know, do you have uh, a couple other players kind of in your mind who stick out as uh, players that are obviously uh, going to make some noise uh, for their respective teams this year and uh, in the softball season? Um, I would definitely say the two pitchers for Liberty, Addie Smith, Mackenzie Tice, they, they've pitched lights out so far. I mean, they've hit the ball. That's been one story. But the other story is the fact that a lot of teams have been hitting the ball, but teams against North Penn Liberty haven't so far. I mean, they've only, they've only played a couple games, but they um, were able to shut down Wellsboro, who's had a couple winning games. So those two are definitely ones to watch. If they can really keep that pitching up and then they can continue to hit. Um, Lacey Norton from Y Losing is another one. I know um, Coach Loomis was uh, really happy with the way she played. The other day against Tawanda, um, definitely in Tawanda, Bree Overpeck. She's another one in that Athens game, just one swing of the bat, and all of a sudden it went 1-1, and then she had a triple, and, and that really pushed Tawanda past Athens. So those are two more players. Um, Troy's got a few. Their underclassmen have been hitting the ball really well, and um, they're they're still working on things, especially, you know, they would probably like to play a home game here soon. Uh, they're, I think they're hoping by the end of April that they'll be able to start playing home games on that field that still needs a little work in the outfield. But there's definitely, you know, it's still early, so there's probably going to be a few more players that we haven't talked about who are going to start showing what they can do as the season goes on. Well, that only leaves us one sport left here in the spring, and that, of course, is track and field. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you've done the previews. You've had the opportunity to uh, talk with some coaches. Uh, you know, what's the uh, what's the track feeling out there in the NTL uh, on the boys and girls side? Obviously, you know, all eyes are going to be on Portia Bennett this year from Tawanda, uh, defending state champ, looking to, uh, you know, break that Tawanda school record. Obviously, you know, she's got a lot of lofty goals, but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, there's got to be a lot of noise on both sides, the boys and the girls this year, too. There is. There's a lot of returning um, state qualifiers, state medalists. And the biggest thing is these teams have a lot more numbers. Troy's numbers are up. Northeast numbers are up. Um, Tawanda's got good numbers. Uh, y Lucine's got pretty decent numbers. And, you know, Athens always has good numbers. And, you know, I've, I haven't seen them yet, but I've heard coaches talk about Williamson, the Northern Tioga School District team. They, they're going to be pretty good. But I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, obviously Porsche is going to be defending her state high jump. Uh, Sean Cameron from Wyalusing, um, at one point he had the longest long jump uh, jump last year. Uh, he was a state medalist at states. Uh, Dustin Hagen uh, from Troy, he was a state medalist in the 110 hurdles. Uh, he just, I think he just jumped over 40 feet in the triple jump in their first meet. So he's going to be branching out in other events. So I think those those two, along with Porsche, are two to watch. Um, Grady Cobb's a returning state qualifier from Wyalusing. Um, Williamson, they have those cross-country kids, those runners, uh, that I think could probably make some noise in the mile and the two-mile. And obviously there's going to be other kids who, um, it's so early in the season, it's hard to say, but usually by about May you start really seeing the times drop and the distances go up. 
So now that you know you've got the uh, the previews done, you know you kind of have uh, a little bit of a feel, uh, you know, on the team side of things. I mean, when you look at NTL track on the team side of things, I mean, are we looking at uh, you know kind of uh, the, the regulars that we see at the top, you know, in Wyoming and Athens, or you know, could this be a year where you know maybe uh, uh, Tawanda is going to sneak up? You know, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, Williamson's got some depth in there too. Uh, even Troy with more numbers. I mean, how do we see uh, you know this? NTL track season breaking down team-wise on both the guys and the girls' side? Well, Athens had a really good showing against Tawanda the other day, especially on the girls' side. So uh, I think if we, they play the end, they run, they uh, have the NTL meet in Athens. So I guess you could say it's going to have to go through Athens to win the league title. But there's definitely some other teams. Um, why losing Kashan didn't compete. Uh, right there's somebody who can get you 20, 30 points in an invite. Uh, Troy looked really good on both boys and girls. Um, how they compete you know how they score invitational wise versus dual meet wise might change but they look pretty good and, and you know why losing girls they were right there with the troy girls so they're another ones who are going to probably be competing for a league title and a lot of people have been talking about williamson so you know they've they've sort of pushed themselves up near the top the past couple years so they're another one to watch but then you know tawanda i think they're expecting to be there on the girls side porsche is the type of person who can get you 20 30 points in an invite so they're another one, so I think they have high hopes for the year. Chris Manning, the Northern Tier Sports Report. Obviously, you can check him out at ntsportsreport.com. See all of his fine writing there and all the hard work that he puts into that page. And uh, Chris, as always, I uh, want to thank you again for taking some time to hop on here this week. Always fun to talk sports with you and uh, cross your fingers. Hopefully, Mother Nature will allow us to have a spring sports season and we might actually get some consistency in the schedule. Hopefully, hopefully. These teams have gotten more tarps, and they're starting to use them. And I know Kent has tarps, and I hope they put them on today so uh, we can see them play tomorrow. Uh, I know that Kent Northeast is going to be a pretty good softball game. So let's cross our fingers. Next week it's going to be in the 70s, and hopefully we'll get more weather like that. Hey, I like the way that uh, you're thinking positive. But, uh, yes, Chris Manning, as always, uh, fun to talk sports with you. And uh, thanks for hopping on this week here on the podcast, my man. Yep, thanks for having me, Shane. All right, that's Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. Folks, stick around. We keep the track and field conversation going next as we talk with Canton senior Caden Williams. That comes your way next right here on the NTL Now podcast. The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, Meet the faculty and current students. Connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu visit. There's always those nights of the week when no one in the family wants to cook. That's when you go to Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. At Jimmy's, you'll find a menu packed with delicious food items. Everything from Alfredo to chicken parm, even pizza, pasta, prime rib, and so much more. Call Jimmy's Park Hotel today for your takeout orders at 570-673-8777. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton, open daily at 11 a.m. And like their page on Facebook for daily specials. Back here on the NTL Now podcast this week, and uh, as I told you earlier in this week's episode, we were going to talk track and field with one of the area's top senior athletes, uh, Canton's Caden Williams, joining us this week on the podcast. Caden, thanks for taking some time to join us this week, my friend. Of course. Thank you for having me. Caden, you know, it's been kind of a, a, an impressive senior year. You know, I don't even know if you yourself could have uh, predicted or even, uh, you know, scripted any better of uh, what you've been experiencing so far. Obviously, you know, football season goes spectacular, you know, for you and your teammates. Basketball season, you find yourself back in districts again, and now we're already into track and field. So kind of summarize, you know, what your senior year has been like for you. I mean, has it been, you know, pretty much that uh, world wind adventure that uh, you thought it was going to be or you know has it kind of taken you by surprise it's kind of taken me by surprise i knew we were going to be doing good this year in football i didn't expect what we were how well we did at all it's a welcome surprise of course but uh yeah that was an awesome journey being able to go to states like that 
Uh, basketball was awesome too. It was kind of weird coming from football straight into basketball, but it was definitely something I wouldn't give up for the world. Okay, so now that you've uh, you know kind of gone through both of those seasons, uh, now you know you kind of uh, get ready for the spring season. Obviously, you know that's kind of underway for you. One track meet under your belt, but kind of you know take me into you know what were some of your thoughts, some of your preparations coming into this track season. I mean, what were some uh, goals you know that you were looking at coming into this year? You know, for your final stint with the Warrior Track Team. I'm just trying to make myself better at everything that I do here. I'm hoping to go back to districts again, like I did last. Last year i'm hoping to beat my prs in all my events hoping for around 45 feet in shot uh, 130 feet in disc i don't know about long jump yet i'm kind of going into that i haven't done that in a little while but i'm hoping to break six foot in the high jump too but when you look at you know all these events that you're doing in track uh, what is it that you know you would kind of consider your favorite event what's one that you know you're really putting that concentration and emphasis towards probably discus um i find it the most enjoyable out of all that i do it's just something about it I can't really explain. It. It's just something about it makes me really happy doing it. You know, I got to tell you, I'm kind of surprised to hear that answer. I honestly thought I was going to get high jump out of you just because, you know, every time like I'm, I'm at a meet, I'm running the long jump pit, you know, I can turn around, I can watch the boys high jump action going on. And, you know, you just seem to do the high jump, uh, you know, so effortless that it just seems so natural to you. And that's why, you know, I thought maybe the high jump would be uh, your favorite event. But, you know, as you say, discus is. But, you know, what is it about the high jump, you know, while we're talking about it that, uh, you know, makes it seem so easy? for you i mean you just seem to have it all down pack it's a it was a lot of practice i spent uh quite a bit of time last year trying to get my form down but it also has to do with basketball because that's a lot of the same motions there with the jumping off of one leg it's just having that background in basketball really helped me out there with high jump what is it you know about this uh final go round that's kind of uh looming in your mind right now knowing that this is going to be you know your last sport that you're going to play at canton i mean is it a little bittersweet is it something you know that you're kind of uh looking at and saying you know what i'm just going to take advantage of uh every meet every opportunity and uh you know every uh throw jump that i have possible here yeah like you said it, it's bittersweet knowing that's going to be my last sport season here at canton i've done this since seventh grade so it's been a long time coming here for this being my last season, but I'm going into it with just hoping to be able to do it the best I can, have fun at every meet, um, just be able to help the my teammates coming up through too. Now, I think it's pretty cool because, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Canton track team this year, uh, small in numbers, but, you know, I still think, you know, there are some, uh, you know, good bright spots here and uh, some good competitors along with uh, this group, too. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got Isaiah Nimzik, who's going to put in, uh, you know, some good marks uh, in jumping this year. I think he's going to have a good season there and, uh, you know, some of his sprints as well. Uh, you know, talk about some of the other throwers for Canton uh, who might be there to, uh, you know, help push you along to help you reach some of those PR. Our goals uh yeah definitely in the discus we got a lot of kids coming up there strong in discus kyle kavachok will colton tony asbury they're always right on my heels in practice making me get better and they're trying to get better so they can beat me too uh shot puts the same way they're always on my heels just pushing me to get better so, I mean, obviously you're going to have the team competition, you know, during practice and such here uh, throughout, uh, you know, the season as well. But, you know, who are some kids around the league who you know, you know, for you to be uh, where you want to be that are going to either A, make you better, or B, competitors that you know you're going to have to chase uh, throughout this track season? There's competitors in all my events. I know in the shot put, there's Mason Imp over in Troy. He's a beast. I heard the other night he threw like 46 feet, so I'm going to have to work my butt off to make sure I can try and catch up to him. Uh, Dan Seeley in the discus from Northeast Bradford, he's really good. He was close to 130, uh, 130 feet, that is, with the discus. I know Grady Cobb, and uh, there's a kid from Tawanda, too. I don't know his name. I apologize to him, but they're both doing really well in the high jump, and there's always good long jumpers in the league. Definitely, you know, you're going to have that, you know, right with your own teammate, obviously, you know, with Isaiah uh, going uh, almost to 20 feet the other night uh, in your tri-meet. So, I mean, I think that's awesome, though, you know, that you have kind of your eyes uh, around the league, kind of keeping an eye on, uh, you know, people that are going to help you uh, better yourself throughout the season as well. All right. So, you know, as we uh, continue on here talking with uh, senior athlete Caden Williams from the Canton Warriors and, uh, you know, Caden, I'm always curious to kind of get some 
insight uh, from athletes, you know, of your caliber, you know, uh, being seniors and such. Uh, what do you think has, uh, you know, kind of uh, improved with you uh, in your uh, track and field skills? You know, as you look back from your freshman year to now, like, what do you think has uh, changed the most with you? I mean, do you feel like uh, it's your uh, just kind of like maturity as an athlete? Do you feel like it's just your, uh, you know, kind of knowledge and uh, ability to compete even better now? It's been a little bit of all of that. Um, coming into it, I came into it seventh grade, 12, 12, 13 years old, really immature with it. And I was just doing it for fun at that point. But over the years, I learned, I matured and I learned that I got to take this as seriously as I take my other sports in order to get better at it. So that not only that, but also being a leader on the team, being able to help others who are coming up through who were the same way I was. That was another thing I had to be able to do. You know, I, I find that sometimes, you know, things can be uh, a little difficult, uh, you know, with leadership when it comes to, you know, teams with smaller numbers. Obviously, you know, everybody's going to be kind of scattered out uh, all over the place. But, you know, for, for you and, you know, some of your other seniors, uh, what's it like, uh, you know, to kind of have to adopt a leadership role and kind of be, uh, you know, kind of, a, I guess, a, a recruiter and such uh, for this track program to try and, uh, you know, not only A, get back uh, to some better numbers, but uh, also... So, you know, to kind of uh, keep the attitudes positive for the numbers that you have. Yeah, it's something that we had to adopt this year. Uh, last year, we lost uh, Derek Atherton-Neely. He was a great leader for the throwers. He was able to bring us all together. So I've had to step into that role a little bit just to make sure that we aren't going all loosey-goosey. But, yeah, Isaiah has been a great help with um, leadership. He's always there to help the sprinters out, along with Megan. She's one of our female sprinters. She's doing good with leading everybody, too. So, you know, as you look at this track season uh, as a whole here, obviously, you know, you've got uh, a lot more meets to come as this season goes. I mean, what is it, uh, you know, that uh, Coach Aylesworth keeps telling you guys and girls, you know, throughout this entire, uh, you know, practice time and getting into meets? I mean, what's his message, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, you guys are small in numbers but still wants you guys to be competitive? Yeah, he wants us, especially in the beginning of the season, he wants us to try at least one of everything just to make sure we find what we want to do. And that way that uh, we can fill in spots where we're missing. That way we have at least one competitor in all the events so we don't lose points there and we can still stay, stay competitive. Smart message to have because obviously, you know, you want to uh, fill those gaps uh, as much as possible, you know. And uh, I love watching Coach Aylesworth at track meets, you know, always trying to find, you know, a person to, uh, you know, compete here, compete there, you know, fill in the gaps and such. So, you know, it's definitely fun uh, to watch, you know, you guys all kind of, uh, you know, adapt as you go along. But, uh, you know, Caden, let's kind of veer away from track here a little bit. Obviously, uh, you know, for those who are not in the know, uh, you have already uh, gotten, you've already gotten your college plans uh, pretty well intact uh, here as uh, you've already committed yourself to going to Lycoming uh, for the fall season next year and you're actually going to uh, be going there for uh, some gridiron work as you're going to try for uh, you know some football time there at Lycoming. Uh, I know I'm curious you know what was it uh, about Lycoming that uh, you know really kind of sold you on wanting to go there? It was how close it was it was um, my stepmom's an alumni there and she's always had good words to say about it Went down there for a visit, really liked the campus there, liked everyone who was there that I saw. And going down for a football visit and just seeing how much of a family it really was down there is what really sold me. So it had nothing to do with the fact that they're called the Warriors, too? That may have had a little bit to do with it, but not enough to really say so. All right, so you know, while you uh, will be there uh, doing your uh, athletics and stuff, what is it you're looking at uh, to study on the academic side? I'm looking to be majoring in music education. What is it, you know, you're looking to do as far as uh, ed the education side of it goes? I mean, are you more of, uh, you know, a, a band emphasis or, uh, you know, maybe more uh, on the chorus side? Are you a singer too? I started chorus this year just to see how it goes. I've been doing band since fifth grade, though, so I was going to focus on going through the band side of things. Really? That's awesome. So, you know, what's your, what's the instrument here? I mean, we're, we're diving into Caden Williams, the uh, the musician here. Uh, for the school band, I play the baritone saxophone. 
Okay, so look at this. You know, you are not only uh, an athlete, uh, you know, you are also uh, a, a baritone saxophone uh, man as well. So, you know, these are great random facts. I love learning about uh, our area athletes too. So, well, I mean, it just looks like, uh, you know, you've got uh, all that straightened out. But you know what? That's all coming in the fall. So, you know, you've got this spring here to focus on as well. But, you know, Caden, as this uh, track season, you know, keeps going for you here looking forward, I mean, how much, uh, you know, would it mean to you to achieve all of these PR goals and maybe even uh, achieve a school record or two along the way? That'd be awesome. It would be a great way to end my career here and kind of leave my a little bit of my legacy here at the school. Just being able to have my name up there in the record books for attracting, that would be awesome. You know, you've had a lot of great coaches along the way, and obviously, you know, coaches have heaped praise on you as well. Uh, you know, what's it meant to you uh, to be a part of uh, the Canton Warrior family, uh, not only as a student, but uh, also as an athlete, too? I wouldn't want it any other way. The coaches I've had have always been great. They've always been role models for me. They've always been there to help me and push me to make sure that I'm the best person that I can be. And I can't thank them enough for that. Caden, you have been nothing short of a stellar student athlete, uh, not only uh, in the competition side of things, but also in the classroom side of things as well. And uh, best of luck to you throughout the rest of this track season and, of course, uh, you know, in future endeavors as well as you look forward uh, to a future uh, football and music career as well coming at Live Combing. So, Caden, uh, thanks so much for taking some time this week. Always glad to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, folks, we transition away from track and field, and we head to the softball diamond next. Coming up, we talk with the newest head coach in the Northern Tier League, Coach Jason Chapel from the North Penn Liberty Lady Mounties. We talk about their upcoming season and uh, what it's like to be a new head coach. That comes your way next after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. Time to talk NTL softball here on the NTL podcast this week. And, well, it is time to welcome in kind of the new man on the block this season, the new head coach of the North Penn Liberty Lady Mounties, Coach Jason Chapel. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time this week. Hi, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Coach. So, you know, you are the uh, the new man here in the uh, NTL as far as head coaches go on the softball side. Uh, what was it that was uh, appealing about taking this job here at North Penn Liberty this season? Honestly, I've been with this group since 8U, since Little League. Um, just kind of come up with them, up through. So, done travel with majority of these girls on the team. I've been on my travel team. And uh, I was a volunteer last year under Lynn Grinnell and um, unfortunately he had to step down this year and so I mean it just kind of fell in my lap and I couldn't say no. Now that you've been uh, around this team for so long you know what their strengths are what their weaknesses are I mean uh, how does that uh, you know kind of correlate with you now being you know the voice that they have to hear uh, on a uh, you know consistent basis now like it is basically you now as the head man I mean is it uh, you know kind of a different feeling for you being the head coach rather than just you know a coach who you know kind of chimes in opinions from time to time. Honestly, it's, it's been pretty smooth. Like I said, I've been part, if they haven't been on my travel team or I didn't coach them in Little League, I've been part of their life um, coaching them somehow. Um, so the transition's been 
pretty smooth and very respectful girls and they'll listen to we have four coaches they listen to every one of them and you know there's nothing to complain about well i'll tell you something else that's uh not to be complained about is the start that you've had to the season so far i think you guys have put up double digit runs in uh, both of your games this year uh you know a couple of victories out of the gate already i mean that's got to be as uh you know confident of a uh, start as you could have asked for i mean is this start to the season uh, you know a little surprising to you i mean were you expecting things to maybe start a little slower or you know how, how does this uh kind of uh chime in your eyes we didn't really know going into the season. We knew we had the pitching, we had the defense um, early on in the season. Uh, just didn't know how the hitting would be because of being inside so much and not, not seeing a lot of live pitching. Um, and that's kind of why in the preseason and the scrimmages, we set up scrimmages against some uh, pretty powerful teams, uh, Central Mountain and Montgomery, um, just to kind of see where we were at. And we came out of those very impressed and, we knew at that point that we were ready to get going. Um, our first couple games were canceled, so our girls were itching to get out there. Going into, you know, the first game, they were ready to go. There wasn't any – they had, a, you know, a few butterflies as, as expected, but, I mean, we came out of the gate, like you said, uh, swinging the bats well and pitching's there and couldn't ask for a better start. Talking with Coach Jason Chappell from the North Penn Liberty Mounties. And, Coach, you know, those of us kind of uh, maybe unfamiliar, uh, you know, with uh, the, the talent you have this season, uh, is your team, you know, more on the uh, youth side this year? Do you still have uh, some upperclassmen to sprinkle in, or is this kind of a, a youth movement going on this year with North Penn Liberty? This is a youth movement. Uh, we have one senior, two juniors, uh, sophomores, and one freshman um, starting lineup first two games has been one junior, seven sophomore and one freshman. And uh, so, and honestly, we're, we're a very young team. All of our pitching is three sophomores and a freshman. Um, so like I said, we're just, we're a team that, you know, you look at it, it could be looked as a JV team, but with the experience these girls have played, they're, they don't they're not afraid to go up against anybody well I'll tell you what if you've got pitching in softball that can be a very good equalizer and North Penn Liberty traditionally always seems to you know find a good pitcher or two to help out with the season and uh, at least good pitching will help keep games close you know if you feel like you know the offense isn't there I mean how big of a confidence boost is that for you knowing that you know any given night uh, you could possibly throw an arm out there that might only give up maybe a run or two uh, to keep things close it's an awesome feeling. We have four pitchers that we can throw out there any night. To me, I've been around softball enough, and I know it's pretty rare on one team, especially having three sophomores and one freshman that you give them the ball and they don't they don't fear anyone. They know they're going to give up hits. They know you know we're not going to win every game, but they don't fear going out there on the mound. And it's a great feeling to have knowing that we have another three four years with these girls. That's so cool, you know, to kind of see like how laid back you are and just kind of uh, how realistic, you know, this team is approaching things, you know, given the fact that they are so young. But, you know, I would feel like, you know, a team that's been together as long as yours, even though they are, you know, in a youth movement, there still has to be kind of, you know, that uh, swag of being together, you know, as a unit that, you know, as long as we stay together, uh, really, you know, we feel like we can go out and compete every night. And that's how they feel. And it the girl, the freshmen that come up that I haven't been around that group a lot, but from day one, I say, look up to these girls. They're only a grade. Most of them are a grade higher than these ninth graders, but you can see the, the attitude has changed. Everybody's working hard and they do. They, I mean, this team shows up and, uh, things are going to happen. There's going to be a learning curve at times. And, but, uh, they're an exciting bunch to get out there. So has it been a little frustrating here at the start of the season, you know, knowing the fact that you got games on the schedule, you can't really, uh, you know, get out there yet because Mother Nature keeps playing uh, games with the weather-wise. I mean, is it frustrating yet to know that, you know, you haven't really gotten a rhythm yet uh, with this team? Yeah, it's extremely frustrating. Like you said, we've uh, we've already had two games canceled. Uh, tomorrow and Saturday we play, and the weather's kind of up in the air. The temperature doesn't look good. It's The girls are just they're itching to stay on the field and and get out there every night 
So what do you tell this team, you know, when it's, you know, kind of a, a game scenario out there and, you know, it's you've got all these, uh, you know, young girls looking up at you, you know, knowing that you have to be that calm figurehead. So what what's your game advice, you know, once uh, it's about time to take the field to this team, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, they are going to go out, they are going to make mistakes and, you know, you still have to kind of uh, keep their confidence up. I just tell them as a coach and as coaches, once they cross the line to give us a hundred percent errors are going to happen. But if they can walk off the field and say, Hey, I left it out there on the field. That's all I asked for. And they can't hang their heads if you know, win or lose if they know that they've gone out there and give it all they have. Now, Coach, obviously, you know, you've been around this NTL for a little bit, having, uh, you know, been with Coach Grinnell for a little bit. You know uh, the teams that are going to bring uh, the, uh, I guess, the, the fire, I guess, every night. You know, the, the teams that are going to be uh, tough in competition. Obviously, uh, this year, you know, kind of out of the gate, uh, Canton's off to a very good start. You've got Northeast Bradford, who traditionally is always very good. Kalineski Valley this year seems to be kind of that team that everybody's talking about uh, to kind of keep an eye on and even try. Troy's had a really good start to the year. So, I mean, uh, you know, you kind of got to be keeping your eyes uh, around the league a little bit and saying, man, this is going to be, uh, you know, uh, a battle every night that we go out there. Yeah, and, and that's what we want. We want a battle every night. Not that I don't enjoy the, you know, the 13 to nothing or 15 to 2 the girls are hitting, but what makes you better is the battles every night. And these girls know the other girls, all those teams you mentioned. We, we play with those girls in the summer. We play against them. So it's very competitive, and that's what and that's what we're hoping for is, you know, a battle, and that's only going to make this team stronger. And and with the goals that we have, and and that's what we need when it comes to the end of the season is to be ready to play the good teams. Well, you know, you just kind of uh, mentioned it a little bit. Uh, elaborate on it. I mean, what are some of the goals? You know, that this team's talking about this season. I mean, what do you know? You, your coaching staff, and uh, even the players think has uh, potential realistic goals for this year with this group. That's the first question we asked them at first practice. What are, what are your goals? And we were at Liberty, we were in the gym, and they pointed to the wall, and they said, we want banners. They said it doesn't matter if it's the NTL, district, states. Their ultimate goal is states um, over the next two or three years. And who are we to judge that? I mean, uh, we, we say, why not? Why can't it be us? Um, we, we have the depth. We have the, the girls that are ready to put the work in and, and they have shown that since day one. Talking with Coach Jason Chapel from North Penn Liberty, the new Lady Mounties head softball coach. Uh, coach, you know, every team, no matter what, when you're coaching high schoolers, eventually, you know, just listening to the coach, I think every now and then uh, kind of wears on you. You kind of need that uh, player's voice in the dugout, you know, whether it be one or two kind of uh, kids or, uh, you know, uh, players who you can count on to kind of step up, maybe let their voice be heard as well. I mean, who do you see on this Lady Mounties team as a uh, you know, a player or two who you can count on to say, you know, be kind of your voice, but uh, coming from a player's perspective. You know, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. That we don't have one girl that stands out. We have a team that will pick each other up. And we saw that in Y. Lucy the other night. Um, girl struggled first two times up hitting, was upset. And a girl pulled her aside and said, hey, get it out of your head right now. You make it up on the on the field here and get it next to bat. And and I can't say we have that true girl. It's just they've been together so long, they know how to talk to each other, and they know how to pick each other up. So, you know, when you look at this team then as a whole, you look at this season in front of you, I mean, as a coach, you know, you obviously know your players' goals uh, moving into this season. I mean, for you, uh, when you break it all down, you and your coaching staff, I mean, what for you do you guys see as a successful season this year for the girls? I mean, is it just kind of uh, growing and learning? Is it, you know, uh, a district playoff berth? Is it a league title? I mean, what is it you see as realistic goals as a coaching staff? As a coaching staff, we talked at the beginning of the year, and we knew what we had. Like we said, we wasn't sure exactly what teams had the NTL. Um, we knew CV would be tough. We were familiar with a lot of those girls. We definitely expected district birth this year. And once you get in the districts, we just said anything can happen. Whether we get in there and make a deep run or, you know, we get beat out the first round, it's going to be a learning experience for the girls. And, and I think that'll bring a little fire to next year. Coach, I'm going to get you out of here on this question. The North Penn Liberty Lady Mounties will achieve the success they want this season if what happens for them this year? The pitching holds up. 
defense and uh, the girls continue to believe in themselves as that where we are right now that I, I see them reaching every goal that they've said they wanted to on day one. You can't ask for more out of a confident coach than is uh, this man right here, Coach Chapel. And uh, coach, I know it's uh, you know kind of a frustrating start to the year, but uh, given the fact that you know you're already a couple of wins out of the gate, that's definitely got to be a good confidence booster for you. And uh, definitely looking forward to seeing the success this team's going to have uh, not only uh, throughout this regular season, but uh, potentially into the postseason as well. So, coach, thanks for taking some time this week on the podcast. Looking forward to seeing the. Success you and your coaching staff build for that uh, North Penn Liberty Mountie program. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, and a big thank you there to the newest head coach in NTL softball, Jason Chapel from North Penn Liberty. Also want to thank earlier guests in the podcast, Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report, and of course, Caden Williams, senior athlete uh, for Canton High School. Big thanks to all three of you guys for taking some time to be on the podcast this week. Of course, a big thank you to all of the listeners out there on the podcast as well. I don't care how you are downloading and listening, just spread the word tell your friends let them know the ntl now podcast is where it's at they can download it on apple and google podcasts as well as spotify and of course online at ntlsports.com remember follow us on social media as well at ntl now pod on twitter facebook you can find us ntl now podcast on both facebook and instagram too so keep the likes and the follows coming definitely appreciate uh, all the social media love out there as well broadcast wise reminding you again this week Friday night hopefully weather will permit NTL softball looking forward to some Canton Northeast Bradford action from Lady Warrior Field you can hear that on the True Oldies channel 99.9 on the FM dial in Canton and Troy also of course on the AM dial as well 1310 and of course online at oldies99fm.com and on the TuneIn radio app by searching WTZN so that's the way you can listen hopefully softball tomorrow looking forward to some baseball next week too but folks enjoy the rest of your ntl baseball softball and track and field weekend i'll talk to you next week with another great episode i'm shane wilbur thanks for tuning in to this week's ntl now podcast of course as always an exclusive production of circle w sports thanks for listening to ntl now your northern tier league sports podcast Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.